podcast time. Your wild grabber friends will talk about bare distant lands. And met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob at Adventure Time Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are rating and reviewing all the Adventure Time episodes from the very beginning all the way to the end. Matt? Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. We're sharing a mic today because we have two awesome guests. The first guest likes underwater basket weaving, um, riding uh, unicorns, and enjoying uh, outer world experiences. Georgie? Hi. <laughs> and our second guest is Jax. Jax likes to draw Stussy signs, enjoys insane clown posses, and enjoys taming wild animals in the nature while foraging for wild mushrooms. Jax, would you like to say hi? Hi, and that is all very accurate. Yes. Boom. Shakalaka. <laughs> well, we're trying to hold our wall stuffing to the wall. Matt's trying to hold our wall stuffing to the wall. He's very concerned about this situation. I have a solution. Ready? Oh. I threw it away. Okay. So, uh, Jax and Georgie uh, are new to Adventure Time. Georgie, what do you know about Adventure Time? All I know is that there's a stubby, stretchy yellow dog and a guy that looks like a rabbit and a human had an affair. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. Uh, Jax, what did you know about Adventure Time coming into this? I know a few things I've seen around the internet, like small snippets, like the bubblegum and Marceline relationship, and that there's a dog, but I don't know all that much. Okay, so we have a baseline of where we're going with this. Pretty cool. Um, so they're going to help us with this episode. We're really excited to have them. So we have two episodes that we're v- reviewing. One last job and four... Another five more short grables. Hooray. <laughs> Should we get to it? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. So One Last Job has an IMDb rating of 7.9. Overall number 127. Number 23 of season five. Directed by Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Akko Kostera and Jesse Mahoynihan. <laughs> Uh, original air date, June 10th, 2013. And had 2.38 million U.S. viewers. Ooh, and the title card is a picture of Jake's former partners in crime and Jake uh, lined up for, um, what do you call it? A mugshot? A line, yeah, a mugshot. Yep, wow, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're each holding signs. One of them, oh, oh, okay, so it's like, it's saying like, Finn and Jake, Adventure Time presents the name of the episode. You're on the struggle bus today. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever get your coffee? Nope. <laughs> Would you like some coffee? I'm good. It, the ship has sailed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So let's start with the synopsis. And as you guys have comments, feel free to chime in. Don't feel free. Yet. Like, don't feel like you have to sit and mm-hmm. feel quiet. All <laughs> right. It's not quiet. <laughs> so the episode starts off with Jake sitting in the boat at the top of the tree fort and saying how the male birds are so much nicer than females and females are all plain. <sighs> Which is such a jerk thing to say. A bird uh, flies up to him and tells him that the female birds are beautiful on the inside. He says he has a special delivery for Jake. It is a tape that says, urgent, watch now. And Jake goes into the treehouse, gets Bimo to play the tape. What did you guys think of this opening part? I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't know where it was going. And it definitely took a turn. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden. 
But I liked it. I thought it was kind of funny. A I good was, way to open. I was surprised by the fact that Jake could ever find love. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Aww. He has kids that are somehow older than him. <laughs> so uh, he sees a person being held hostage and wonders what he's watching. So the bag's taken off the person's head and he sees that it's Jake Jr. struggling to get free. Bum, bum, bum. So Jake gasps and becomes enraged. So the mystery man tells Jake that uh, they know about Jake's criminal past, and that he he has to get a hold of, but uh, he has to get his old gang back together to steal the purest form of sugar, the Baker's Shard. Jake changes his appearance into a more sinister one, like his eyebrows just go like blurm, <laughs> like fold over the, his forehead, like a xenomorph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he has a like he has a cap. Yeah, yeah, like a xenomorph. I think it's the best way to describe it. So he tells Bimo not to tell Finn where he's going. Then he presses a button, which alerts all the members of his old gang. Tiffany, the Flying Lettuce Brothers, and Gareth. <laughs> Gareth, the ladies' man. So it is time for them to have a meeting. The members, um, so just show what all of the members of the team are doing and them gathering together and deciding to to, to join back with Finn. Finn, Jake, that one. Um, so they gather and Jake tells them what the situation is. Tiffany expresses that he will battle Finn, but, you know, it's funny because, you know, Tiffany's got this, like, thing against Finn because he's, like, Jake's BFF for Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Anyway, but Jake tells him not to get into the mess, uh, leading to a scene where Finn is randomly playing instruments and talking to BMO. The gang, where BMO actually tells them exactly. So it's funny because Jake's like, BMO, don't tell Finn what's happening. And BMO's like, yo, I will keep the secret. No problem. And then he instantly tells Finn exactly what's happening. But trust issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love Finn's like one man band, too. He said he's making like, it's like chaotic sound or something like that. Uh, it was primitive sound. Primitive sound. A primitive sound band. And Bimo's like, mm, I prefer organized sound. You know what's interesting about that is there was a movement at one point in the development of jazz that actually did that, where everybody just played their own kind of tune of what they thought should be included. Mm. Anyway, uh, the gang members were having a fight with others, thinking Jake has gone soft. After Jake says that his daughter's been kidnapped and he has to save her, they agree to go along with the plan. I'd like to add, um, they all start fighting after he says that they're giving it away to someone else after they steal the shard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who are you guys' favorite members of the gang? Tiffany. Tiffany? I don't know, like, any of them. (laughs) But I find them all Plus one, Jax. Plus one. (laughs) What about Gareth? (laughs) He's annoying. (laughs) Gareth's face looks like a 1940s movie tough guy. He was terrifying. So, <laughs> at the Candy Kingdom, the cat, the Captain Banana Guard, Captain of the Banana Guard, and the Private Banana Guard are waiting for their shipment of milk. And disguised as Milkman, Gareth and the Flying Lettuce Brothers enter the room and uh, put the captain to sleep. So, mimicking the captain's voice, the Flying Lettuce Brothers force the Banana Guards to go outside and shout as loud as they can. By the way, the so the Flying Lettuce Brothers, like when they combine their faces t- together, they can do like a perfect voice impression of another person. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, they tell the banana guards to go out and do like these voice practices so that they won't hear the bomb exploding, the vault containing the baker shard. Okay, we're gonna pause just a second. We got a cat problem. <laughs> he doesn't think he has cat a cat has, problem. <laughs> cat has entered the room. 
Bye, creature. This happens to be our most disruptive cat. <laughs> he just wants to be a part of things. Yep. He was slowly making his way towards the microphone. Like, he has to give his input. Knowing the place well, Tiffany tells Jake how to get the baker's shard. After avoiding a series of traps, Jake reaches the baker's shard. On the other side of the hall, he hears the voice of his daughter's kidnapper. Throwing to him the baker's shard, it is revealed as the voice from Flying Lettuce Brothers, who have been using a different voice. After the gang members reveal themselves, Tiffany sets off the alarm so that Jake would get caught. Bum, bum, bum. So, angered because his gang tricked him, Jake grows extremely large, chasing the milk van that they came with. It, it, like, if I saw that out the back, out, like, the rear mirror of my car, I'd, I'd crap my pants. It was like the, <laughs> it was almost like the, you crap your pants? I'd crap my pants. Like, really, like, a lot? <laughs> um, that much. But also, it reminds me of the Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And getting say, it. That's and he, like, mm-hmm. smashes against the side and everything. Yeah. So after finally catching uh, them, Jake finds out that the van was driven by Jake Jr. herself in a big twist. So after the gang runs away, Jake Jr. reveals that uh, she heard stories from her mother about Jake's criminal days. So this gave her the uh, inspiration to trick her dad and make him proud. Jake tells her that what he did was wrong and that he's not doing it anymore. The episode ends with Jake and Jake Jr. walking into the sun, heading for the tree fort. So what did everybody think of this episode? I found it very funny. What was funny about it? Everything. Okay, do you have something that was your favorite part? My favorite thing that was said was when um, Tiffany yells, The fish is me, Tiffany, and jumps out the window. That is funny. That is funny. What do you think, Jax? I really liked um, how Jake's like forehead just kind of bulged. <laughs> yeah, that and was really, that was funny. How when they splashed banana milk in the like main banana guard's face, he's like, it's no, it's so good. The forbidden milk. And then they like subdue him so that they can make the other guards do what yeah. they want. That was funny. It was like banana flavored milk. So the banana guards like, oh, no, it's like cannibalism. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so good. Um, I do think that. Um, so the characters, each of the characters are super unique. So we have um, Gareth, who like can memory trick people and he was like totally memory tricking this girl on a date that felt a little sketch to me mm-hmm. i'm he like, like hypnotizes her with his face yeah i'm like mm, i don't like that that doesn't sit well with me that was like our first hint that they were gonna betray yeah already sketchy mm-hmm. yeah 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 totally like my the funniest part of the episode to me was that tiffany speaks like super dramatically yes but he always has to like write his lines down on his arm so that he can remember them i wrote that in my in my i like things of tiffany soliloquies mm-hmm. where like everything is so like dramatic yeah the, way the that dog they chases speak. its mangy tail <laughs> but it's all right yeah written on the arm and then it's like the tiffany will stop and then like start reading again <laughs> like catch it oh wait what and then like and then it's like right it's all memento style like written all up mm-hmm. in the arm it's really funny now you'll chase me jake chase my dreams <laughs> The vault part where Jake had to, um, like, beat all the traps. There's, like, a thousand, a hundred ways to die or something. Is that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. It reminded me of Castlevania and, like, watching you play Castlevania and all the different bull crap you have to get in. Yep, and, like, each level of the game, you have to play a hundred times to finally get it because it's all memorization. Oh, okay, something dropped on me there. I fell into water here. A dragon killed me here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reminds me of, like, Undertale boss battles almost. Yep, good call. It also reminded me of uh, 
the Sonic 2 movie, the part where uh, Robotnik and yeah. uh, Knuckles are getting through the temple and all the stuff is falling on them. Yeah. Like all the traps. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gigi, what did you think about that one? I think about which one? About, like, when they were going through the vault and stuff. Um, I didn't pay much attention to that, but I was surprised that Jake could handle all that because he's mentally unstable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a he lot is of mentally the, unstable. Yeah. You're accurate on that. I think if he wasn't a magic dog, he'd be dead like a hundred times over. But Jax disagrees. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. I'm just thinking because if he's like basically elastic, he fit like Tiffany inside him to like smuggle her in. Yeah. Them in. Uh, like, if he gets stabbed, would that just go through him? Is he, like, jello-ish material? Where it just- really good questions. Matt, what are your thoughts about that? I think if he gets stabbed, it's going to be like anybody getting stabbed, but if he's, like, so elastic that it's hard to stab him. Like, elastic girl almost? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's I mean, because there is a limit to his stretchability. We know mm-hmm. that from past episodes. Yeah, there's a whole episode all about, like, how far he can stretch before it just kills him. I also wonder if one of his arms or, like limbs got severed would he still have the elastic control over it to like be able to mend it back to him or to be just like gone like couldn't mend it back good question i wonder if it become like its own separate jake or something <laughs> that'd be terrifying mm-hmm. baby jake baby, baby jake, jake. <laughs> that's a character i'd love to see <laughs> is there anything you guys didn't like about the episode no hmm 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 Mm. I love a good heist video. Like I love a good heist movie. I love a good heist like everything. Mm-hmm. So these this type of thing, especially like a double cross. I mean, that's really great. Yeah. Um so no, I didn't find anything that I didn't like um in this at all. I think the introduction of each of the characters was funny. I think the whole like I'm in sort of thing was great. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> and like it was it was wonderful. I I think it was just a fun fun entertaining episode and it also gives us more um understanding like we know a lot about jake to this point but we know know about jake and like his, his pre- history yeah it's yeah. brought up a few times throughout the show where he steals something he's like i'm sorry i didn't know it was bad yeah yeah this like is callback to previous episodes of like his behavior and stuff and so it's fun to it's fun to see that for sure. This reminded me of so one of my I thought one of the funniest episodes of Rick and Morty was the heist one mm-hmm. where they build the heist of Tron or whatever it's called. Yeah, and this reminded me of that. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adventure Time did it first. Yes, they did. Okay, Matt. Yeah. Or Jax, do you want to tell us where the snail was? Um, in the shot where you see the like main banana guard and the private banana guard. Uh, you can see them both looking at computers and they're surrounded in this room, just them two, and above the trash can on what looks like a pizza box, I'm going to assume. I think it is a pizza box. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like it says pizza. Or it does say it pizza. Says it's pizza just really it. blocky letters. Yeah. Um, snails bigger. on top of the pizza box, kind yep. of next to the computer cords. Boom. And it looks like they're eating popcorn and one of them has a frothy looking beverage. And like also like one of those big like mug things as well. There's like yep. trash around yeah. the room. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. looks like every security guard's room. <laughs> That's so true. Yep. Matt would know. I would know. Yeah. <laughs> In case I'm insulting any security guards out there, I used to be one. <laughs> uh, snail watch. 2022. I love it. Uh, no fill face in this episode. So let's talk about our favorite lines. Yes. Jax, my favorite part. what was your favorite line? Mine was probably when they throw 
banana milk in like the main banana guard's face and he's like no it's so good <laughs> yeah he's like freaking out that was probably my favorite yeah part. that was mine too i said the forbidden flavor it's delicious <laughs> yeah i agree also they didn't have to use banana milk that's just cruel right <laughs> Like, what the crap, They already man. had him tied up and everything. I know. Toxic behavior. Yep. <laughs> I bet it was Tiffany. <laughs> um, okay, so Gigi shared hers, but you want to share it again? Sure. It was when um, Tiffany is talking some metaphor, I don't know, and she goes, The fish is me! Tiffany! And jumps out it. the window. Yep, I love that. I could have written any of Tiffany's lines as my favorite line. Oh, 100%. It's, I agree. I, yep. I tried to. I was like, it's too long. Can't <laughs> do it. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite line? I already said mine. What's yours? Oh, sorry. My favorite line is, I'm no clown town snitch baby. And it's Bimo who snitches like immediately, immediately afterwards. Immediately <laughs> when, when Finn was like, hey, what's Jake up to today? And yep. it's important to note that uh, Finn did not believe him. He's like, hey, okay. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Accurate. Good. Awesome. All right. Who wants to go first with their impression? I'll do mine. Who's it? Who's it? Oh, I'll all right. go first. Okay. So mine is Tiffany. And it's just, Tiffany! Awesome. Yep. I know. I totally sound like Tiffany there. Don't be jelly. You did, you did sound like Tiffany. All right. Matt, you want to go first? Hey, don't be talking trash. It's the the bird at the beginning of the episode. I love They're beautiful that. on the inside. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're doing to me, guy. No, you're doing to me, guy. That's what it sounded like. It's the exact same voice. Yeah, yeah. My impression that I'm going to do is the store manager that before we see the twin lettuce brothers... Shut up, Danya. I gotta go see my ex-wife. And then he walks through the glass door to shut. <laughs> so funny. Just smashes through his own it's door. so random. <laughs> I love I, it. I thought, other than Tiffany, that was probably, I thought, the funniest part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Um, my impression was the guy who, like, tricked the girl into a date. Gareth? Goes, yeah. yeah. Gareth, and he goes... I got you, girl, in my face trap, and you love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Nice, G. That's great. All right. So we got some trivia for this episode. Trivia. Yep. We're not asking you questions. It's things that we know about the episode, so don't stress. Um, Do you guys want to share reading some of these? If you don't feel comfortable, it's totally fine. Um, So I'll start. Uh, Oh, should we kick the, uh, hit the uh, trivia song? Hit the trivia song. Woo! It's trivia time. So this is the first time a post-war vehicle is seen to fully function, unlike the candy helicopters in Princess Cookie. Oh. Great. It is re- revealed that banana is the forbidden milk flavor for banana guards, since it may be interpreted by the banana guards as drinking their own kind's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cannibalism. Yes. Who knew? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he was, though. (laughs) He seemed to like it way too much. Yeah. (laughs) The next one is Jake Jr. is already 22 years old during this episode. Yeah, that's awesome. So Jake is supposed to be like 25 or 26. So his daughter is almost his age now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, um, And next episode, Jake Jr., reminds remember we age super fast i don't know if they do that yeah so in this episode jake jr is like i'm already 22 in the next episode jake jr is like i'm i'm like 30 yeah yeah i don't know if that's to aid the viewer to remind them that that the babies 
like age faster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So um, Lol- Lollipop Girl is voiced by Maria Bamford instead of Nikki Yang in this episode. The episode also marks the first time Lollipop Girl has multiple lines of dialogue. Rather than just singing or having one line of dialogue. I feel like that's not for this episode. Was Lollipop Girl in this episode? I don't remember seeing Lollipop Girl in this episode, but maybe she was. I don't think so. I don't know. All right. So Tiffany makes his first actual appearance since my two favorite people. Which is forever ago. (laughs) I'm Tiffany! I'm Tiffany! Uh, Gareth and the Flying Lettuce Brothers were in Jake's contact list on his phone in the same episode. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Jake puts the tape in Vimo's, but like, like in the episode <laughs> Holly Jolly Secrets Part One. Yep. And it was funny because um, Vimo's like, "Be careful! I hurt my butt sliding." Oh, good stuff. Jake wears his milkman costume again, as seen in Princess's Cookie. Oh, Princess Cookie, not Princess. You guys have to see Princess Cookie. It's that a good one. Awesome. You'll like it. The Squeezy Mart makes a real life appearance instead of just being in a flashback in Ghost Princess. And this is um, Jake Jr. is making a reappearance since Jake the Dad. Yep. Okay, so we're talking about cultural references. In the animated shown at WonderCon at the Squeezy Mart, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, (laughs) better known as Rick Roll, due to its... Involvement in one of the most famous internet memes of all time can be heard. Um, this is how a, this, however, did not appear in the actual episode. Oh. In the film Fast Five, there was there was one line from Dominic Toretto to Brian. We're going to use this, do one last job, and disappear forever. The episode involves a similar criminal past. Dominic has escaped from pri- prison twice. After and pulling off a job with the help of a team to steal the vault of Rise Rise Wow, Rise, that might be one of my favorite pieces of cultural reference. I know, we need <laughs> Adam Scott on here to, like, be our, you know... What is it? What's that, guys? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel, our yeah. Vin Diesel expert. <laughs> He's an expert. The expert. So the milk van that uh, Jake and the gang use is a 1959 Isuzu Elf TL-151 van. Cool. <laughs> That's Matt's favorite detail, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to skip a couple because there's tons of triv on this one. When chasing down uh, his escaping cohorts, Jake assumes the form of an animal somewhat resembling a cat bus of my neighbor Totoro. Oh, nice. I never noticed that. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. We have many Totoro fans in this room. Yes. Two. Two Totoro. Oh, are you a fan? I'm a fan of Totoro. Three. Three fans. How dare you? I'm not. I don't like it. (laughs) I am offended. You can be offended all the way to the bank. How are we related? By blood. When a mommy and a daddy love each other. (laughs) They call the store. (laughs) They hug? They they hug very forcefully. And one gets pregnant. (laughs) There's cortisones. Cortisones? Chromosomes that intertwine and genetic DNA. That are cylindrical, and a little bit comes from the daddy, and are a little sure bit I'm comes a, from the mommy. Are you sure you want to be here? You should see the cheeks of this one. They're super red. It's cute. Matches her hair. Yep, that's right. Okay. Oh, you want to read the next one? Oh, what? Sorry. What, nothing, nothing. Okay. okay. The mugshot of the Flying Lettuce Brothers, shown during Jake Jr.'s fake blackmail video, features their names... FL Bros, as well as their prisoner code, 
um, 12XU, a reference to the song of the same title written by British post-punk band Wire and later covered by, by American hardcore band Minor Threat. It should be noted the flying Lettuce Brothers is also a reference to the 60s American rock group, the Flying Burrito Brothers. All right. Yeah. Super neat. Okay, and last one, Jax, if you feel comfortable. In regular show, there is a character, Garrett Bobby Ferguson from the episode High Score, that bears a striking resemblance to Gareth, having a giant head. Also, in addition to his name, Garrett sounds a lot like Gareth. Oh, no way. I thought that had to have been on purpose. I mm, have not mm, seen that episode. Mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. I like regular show, though. So every episode, Amy makes a prediction for what the next episode is going to be about based on its name alone. So based on the... Oh, yeah. So your guess for this episode, just based on the name One Last Job, is the Duke of Nuts, Squirrel, and Tiffany band together to get back at their rivals, Finn and Jake. They determine that if they don't succeed in taking what's theirs, fame, glory, riches, and the title of coolest dudes in Ooh, then they will forever banish themselves from the land of Ooh. Okay, so how I'm going to... Oh, man, I forgot to get that new criteria. <laughs> maybe, we should let our, maybe we should let our guests rate it. Yes, okay. So based on Amy's prediction for this episode, how would you grade it based on creativity and how close it was to the actual episode? For creativity, I give it a eight out of ten because it sounds yes. like a, it's pretty creative. Yeah, it is. But yeah, really creative. When it comes to being closer to the original episode, I give it a five point five out of ten because it's pretty pretty far off. I like that. Thank you for the gracious scoring. You're much nicer than other guests that we've had on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with Jax. Nice, yeah. nice. I've gotten screwed multiple times. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> niece and nephew appreciate it yeah so i think that pretty much averages it out to like a c <laughs> like a seven c out of ten c minus all right i'll take <laughs> the it people have i'll spoken. take it i'll take it and you have a prediction for the next episode another five more short grables all right this time in the five short grables we feature five different colors that have special meaning for eight, for each of the characters the host will continue to be condescending when you don't pick the right thing the first time because he's a butthead. <laughs> Spoiler, we never find out what the five connected themes are. <laughs> the they just kind of leave us hanging. Yep. Uh, I love it. I love oh, it. So do you guys have any last thoughts on the, on um, One Last Job? I really liked that Christian Shaw plays Jake Jr. Christian Shaw, good call. I totally forgot her name. How are we related? <laughs> I don't. I don't like you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie loves Christian Shaw. Yeah, like, she's like practically girl. married to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of what you guys saw, the the Bob's Burgers movie yes. with Christian Shaw. Yes. I cried. I cried too. I cried because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh like my goodness. Noise. Homer Simpson. <laughs> that was Homer-esque. <laughs> uh, anything else that you guys liked? Any last thoughts about this episode? This room is warm. It's a weird thing to add. I can Jake go. looks like a xenomorph. That's all I have to yep, say. The lumpy top of the head. I really liked this episode. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was just like a fun whodunit kind of thing. Planning. It's like all the, all the things I love about a heist ep- episode for... Any sort of um, anything, and uh, just really, just really enjoyed it. Yeah, more I of remember, this. 
I always remember liking this episode overall, but I forget how funny like the smaller bits are, like the shop mm-hmm. owner walking through the glass, mm-hmm. like the banana guard cannibalism, and <laughs> it's delicious. The forbidden flavor. <laughs> And the bird at the beginning. Yeah, this episode's awesome. I really like it. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Done. Okay, should we get to the next one? <laughs> Woo! Do you guys need a break or anything? No, I'm good. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, so another five more for 18 short Grables. Another Grables. <laughs> IMDb rating 7.6, overall number 128, directed by Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard. Original air date, June 17, 2013. And had 2.27 million U.S. viewers. How old were each of you in June 2013? I was two. That was nine years ago? I was like, I'd be like five-ish, I think. Okay. Probably. So Gigi was two. You were five. Somewhere All right. around there. Maybe, maybe six. Somewhere in my mid to late 20s, I think. How many years ago? That was nine years ago? Yeah. So, really, Jax just said, oh, God, I'm old. (laughs) Really? You're 13. (laughs) Practically dead. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (sighs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So the title card for this one shows, do either of you want to try to describe what we're seeing in this picture? I can't. I don't even know. Looks like one of the little tiny babies that you guys keep hiding around the house. Like that one. Yep, on top of the... Yep. I just oh, yeah. saw that. <laughs> it looks like what you'd see at, like, the Alamo Draft House uh, posters they have in, like, ni- in like the 1970s or something. It looks weird. I could see that. Like, yeah. And, like, it's like it, it looks almost... I don't know how to put it. It's like the guy that tells you the Grables is, like, floating in the middle of... What do you? What would you call this? That's, like, the top of his head. Yeah. Oh, it is it's the top of helmet. his head. No, yeah. It's, it's the thing. And then you have like a bunch of clouds around, like a sunburst in the middle. Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> it Boom. is weird. I always wanted to go to Admiral Draft, Draft House. I can't wait to check that place out. You've never been? Because I've never lived in a state that has one. Oh. I used to call it the Animal Giraffe House. I Animal Giraffe House? I support that. I, I thought it was I like giraffes. Like, <laughs> like, when we got Draft there, House I was like, Dad, that's awesome. Oh, I can't wait to go to one. I love it. When we go to Austin, I'm totally going to hit that place up. All right, so the episode begins in a room filled with birds and trees, which seem to be in outer space, in which we find Cuber. Cuber. Ugh, Cuber. Standing on the edge of a fenced-in balcony. He asks if instead of hearing more Grables, the audience would rather watch him make a birdhouse, which I think is maybe a nod to how much maybe, like, people don't like this episode. Or like these kind of things. Yeah, there's totally a joke at the opening about how, oh, you don't want to hear any Grables? (laughs) Um, I do think it's funny because we had like that ultimate high five in the last one, which I thought was really funny. But mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. The camera pans up and down as if nodding yes. After Cuber suddenly explodes, the scene quickly changes to a, a workshop room in which he is finishing a birdhouse. However, it is missing the door hole. He ponders where the door hole should go before remembering that the answer can be found in the Grables. He asks the audience if they mind if he looks through them to find it. The camera pans side to side as if shaking its no- head no, and Cuber brings up the Grables on what appears to be a glass screen. Yeah, he totally trolled the audience into thinking we weren't going to have to sit through Grables again. A hundred percent. So I'm glad you said that. I think this was the best Grables episode I thought this one was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Even though they didn't tell us the theme at the end. Yeah, which is such a slap in the face. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to share the different, like, 
the five, they're, they're the different themes, and then we're going to share the story pieces of each theme Yeah. Um, from the stories. Does that sound okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, so the first one is acceptance. The first Scrabble takes place in Finn and Jake's tree fort when, where Jake Jr. is sitting on the couch reading after she tells Jake she's nervous about the future. Jake and Finn insists on building a time machine for her in, a, in an attempt to entertain her and cheer her up. While Jake and Finn are away getting things to build the machine, Jake Jr. remarks that her... Mom has a strange taste in men. Jake and Finn return and make an elaborate show of creating the time machine, pretending that a pillow is a part they need to build it. Jake Jr. appears amused, but says, I'm not a little kid anymore. What I thought was really interesting about this was if we go back to Puhoy, they used a pillow. I was like... What? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Because essentially that took him into another dimension that had like his whole future. Like he lived a whole life and then came back to being a little kid. Yeah. Pillows are used a lot for imagination in the show. Yeah. yeah there's a whole episode where Finn disappears into a whole world of nothing but pillows. It was pretty awesome. It's one of the best episodes, I yeah. think. All right. Our next one is Denial. So the next Grey Bowl takes place in what appears to be Cinnamon Bun's house in the Candy Kingdom. Can I just say Cinnamon Bun in this is extra. He's yeah. so extra. Yeah, yeah. I have a small hatred for Cinnamon Bun. But <laughs> oh my I, gosh, I don't like me three. I'm afraid of the dark sometimes too, so I can't like be hatreding towards him completely. But at the same time, why do he have to be like that? Yeah. Lemon grabs of this episode and Cinnamon Bun managed to be more obnoxious. I agree. <laughs> I liked the lemon lemon grabs more than Cinnabon yeah. in this. It was probably the most disturbing uh, lemon grab scene up to this point. 100%. 100%. So Cinnamon Bun throws a fit in his bed in his room. Princess Bubblegum yells from the doorway, you're not a little kid anymore, and says that he should not have a nightlight anymore. So she's holding like a, a gold orange nightlight that's in the shape of Jake's face. And later on, there's one that's the shake, the shape of like Jake doing like a saucy pose. Yes. So I want to sit. I don't have a problem with a nightlight. We have a nightlight on and I love it. I would love to get one of these Jake nightlights Me if they're too. actually I, available. I Googled it. They didn't have any. Oh, so maybe man. if our fans know about this, they can help us find one. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So Cinnamon Bun hysterically declares that it's too dark when the lights are off. And then he turns the light on and he screams, it's too bright. So he kicks the light over. And it, like, causes a fire. It's like, yeah, this is just right. <laughs> and outside, the firefighters put out the fire that Cinnamon Bun made. And he leaps out the window screaming, I need soft light. All right. <laughs> Bargaining starring IK. The next Grable starts with a scene of Ice King yelling, Yarg! Reading the name of label of some sort of condiment jar and claiming he does not remember buying it. He begins cleaning out his refrigerator, taking out a good amount of old items and tossing them in the garbage can when he is done he walks over to his penguins who are sitting close together in the floor in sort of a shut off in front of a shut off television ignoring the candy kingdom which is clearly on fire he he pulls down the curtain of his window then walks over to the penguins taking out a collection of four quote nominated videos baby ballet blimpy's Who's Got the ABCs airplanes taking off and basic mortality season one and asking them which one that they would like to watch. He stops at the last one, which he wants to watch, and tries to convince the penguins that it is a trending show in the land of Ooh. 
when he tells them to vote, every penguin votes for Baby Ballet. Surprised and unsatisfied with their choice, Ice King asks them to negotiate, and after whispering, he should have never gave them the right to vote. He tells them he will do whatever they want if they let him put on the show that he wants to watch, Basic Mortality. The one that he has heard is popular and really good for penguins. The penguins have a small conference. Then one penguin quacks their um, answer. The scene then cuts to the penguins. Watching the show while Ice King dances beside the television dressed as a baby ballerina. As, as Ice King listens to the show, he quietly remarks that the show may be too dark, referring to the use of super murder in the show. Yeah, that show was like a spoof of like, what, like all those crime dramas like CSI and things yeah, like that. Yeah, Law and Order. Yeah. 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 He's the super murderer. Him dancing yeah. around as a baby was, I was like, Ugh. That was terrifying <laughs> and also so on point. It totally tracked. Yep. All right, next we have Anchor, starring in the Earls of Lemongrab. The Earls of Lemongrab. So Cinnamon Bond is heard and Joan running through the, the tree screaming, too dark, as it is now nearly night. When he reaches the edge of the, uh, the, edge of the trees and falls into a squirrel, uh, oh my God, a squirrel? <laughs> when cool. he, Good, there's probably squirrels there too. This is me every episode, by the way. When he reaches the edge of the trees and falls into a square of light cast through a window, he screams, too bright. He's quieted by the two lemon grabs when he throws a lemon into the cinnamon bun's eye, telling him to eat on it. Then we find the two lemon grabs playing with a dollhouse in what appears to be Castle Lemon Grab. They affectionately call the small lemon-headed china doll that they're playing with Lemon Sweets and Our Son, although it does not seem to be alive. Lemon Grab 2 says that Lemon Sweets would like to go to sleep in his miniature bed, but the original Lemon Grab says he would rather stay up and dance and grabs the doll, making it dance. Lemon Grab 2 disagrees and tries to take the doll back, but they struggle for a moment before he wins over and wrenches the doll from Lemon Grab's grasp. He puts Lemon Sweet to bed quickly, then stands up to open a cupboard mounted on the wall, getting in the other Lemon Grab's way and pushing him aggressively from behind in the process. <laughs> He says, I'll fetch our dearest son his sleeping bonnet, and delicately takes a tiny yellow and orange hat out of a cupboard filled with rows of tiny hats, calling it beautiful. When he turns back around, he finds that his brother is watching him intently. He has taken the doll out of the bed and making it dance again. <laughs> Lemon Grab 2 soon become angry with Lemon Grab and says, we hate you, supposedly referring to the doll and himself. Lemon Grab 2 attempts to take back the doll, which results in Lemon Sweet falling to the ground, breaking his head into many pieces. Outraged, Lemon Grab 1 screams, Only one! and proceeds to swallow Lemon Grab 2. Lemon Grab 2 panics, screams, and most, almost inaudibly because of all the no other noise, Not the end! My end! <laughs> It's right. so disturbing. It is very disturbing. It's my favorite one. Yeah, I think it's my favorite one, too. I agree. I think we I all know. really like that one. <laughs> yep, I, I love, like, you know, the one lemon grab looks away, looks back, and the other one's pointing at the doll, just staring at him, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. So the next one is Depression, starring Mr. Fox. Right. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that having to sit through another grable. <laughs> The last scribble begins at the entrance of what seems to be Mr. Fox's small, decrepit house. He is saying, my end, table, as the scene appears, referring to a small, round table next to the door that has a flower vase upon it. He then proceeds to give the audience a tour of his house, showing a radiator that is crazily bouncing around and shooting out jets of water 
or stream. He ducks one jet saying, almost got me in both my eyes. Wait, in my both eyes. In my both eyes. He, he has the cadence, the, the speech, you know, cadence that he had in the last time. It just mm-hmm. killed me. A pair of bugs making buzzing noises and appearing to selling each other houses and a depression in his bed that perfectly showed Mr. Fox's outline. Mr. Fox says, boy, it's like I can almost see myself sleeping in there <laughs> before what seems to be a semi-transparent ghost appears in the very spot and scares him. It gets up from from the bed and, with its eyes still closed, walks over to a desk and writes on a sheet of paper that he knows where some buried treasure is and will draw a map to guide him to it so that he can be rich. Excited, Mr. Fox watches as his sub- subconscious self begins to draw a treasure map. However, the ghost opens it, its eyes and disappears before the map is finished. A cinnamon bun bursts into the house he finds that there is too much light and rips down the light bulb that is lighting the room plunging him and mr fox into the darkness he yells once again that it is too dark throws the bed and crashes through the wall opposite the door leaving a large circular hole behind him as he continues his rampage mr fox seeming to try to be optimistic, says that cinnamon bun has made the place look rustic. But as he walks away, his subconscious self says, mm, what a jerk. <laughs> I love it. All right, the last one is acceptance part. Part dude. dude. Matt? So the second to last scene appears. This is a long synopsis. Second Wait, to- There's more. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so the second to last scene appears to be a conclusion for... um. Two of the Grables finish showing helping Jake finish up the time machine. He says, what, a jerk? Referring to a movement Jake needs him to um, carry out to build the time machine. Jake says, yes. And they turn a motor onto its side inside an open briefcase. When their machine is completed and Jake announces this to his daughter, Jake Jr., who is sitting on the floor reading a book next to the empty wine glass, (laughs) asks, you having fun, Dad? And Jake and Finn sit on the top of the time machine and Jake holds up a wooden horse puppet toy with a metal clamp and a cord attached to it. He presses the button, and unexpectedly, a flashing red light immediately illuminates the room with an electronic voice loudly saying, Stranger, stranger, over and over. Cuber chooses this moment to pause the Grables. Back in Cuber's workshop, a, sc- a screen image of Jake Jr. illuminated in shades of red is frozen on the screen behind the host. Cuber looks at the image and sees a small birdhouse on the wall in the background, realizing that the door hole of the birdhouse is supposed to go above the peg. He then begins to say his usual closing statement that indicates the end of the episode, but stops abruptly as if the audience has interjected. He says if the audience would like to guess the theme of the Grables again, the camera shakes back and forth, indicating this is not what the audience wants. Cuber then guesses that the audience wants to see the rest of the Grables. The audience agrees and resumes the scene in the tree fort. The chaos chaos continues in the tree fort as lights flash and alarms go off, until Jake Jr. realizes that BMO is the one causing all the commotion, with an an alarm light on on its head because of an intruder, Cinnamon Bud. She picks up BMO and types in the words, It's okay! Afterwards, the alarm stops going off and BMO's normal face returns to the screen. Bimo says, excuse me, and then Jake Jr. catches Cinnamon Bun trying to steal Jake's shaped nightlight out of the wall and demands to know what he was doing trying to steal her dad's stuff. I apologize for stuttering so much. Oh, You're fine. Good. You're great. 
He says he needs the light because he is so scared, and she tells Cinnamon Bun that he cannot steal. He begins to cry, his frosting dripping on his frosting <laughs> dripping onto the floor like tears. So she relents, taking the light out of the wall, using her hair, dropping it in her hand, and giving it to him. Cinnamon Bun Cinnamon Bun runs out of the tree fort, yelling, "Take that, Princess Bubble!" <laughs> Female apologizes for messing up her time travel, and Jake Jr. accepts the apology, claiming it was just make-believe anyways. Finn interrupts to reveal that they did indeed go through time to get tomorrow's newspaper, which is held by Jake and appears to have been made by hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what do you right. guys think about this episode? I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I did like the lemon grab bit. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it, but I think I liked the first one better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. For sure. I think both episodes are pretty good, though. I think as far as so the, these Grables episodes, uh, um, they pop up like once or twice every every season or so. And usually they're not my favorite. But this one, I thought like all the parts of it were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I thought that Well, my first thoughts were, why can't Cinnamon Bun have a nightlight? It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, I think as we get older, they become more like decorative uh-huh. air quotes. But regardless, like he should be able to have a nightlight if he's too scared to right. sleep in the dark. And when Princess Bubblegum takes away his nightlight, she claims that it's bumming everyone out and that he's not a kid anymore, which I that sounds pretty harsh. Yeah, really harsh yeah. and unnecessary because why can't people deal with, with a guy using a nightlight? That's just stupid. Yep. Yeah. 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 If Amy is gone for a weekend or something. I watch too many horror movies and I usually sleep with the hallway light on because I'm like, otherwise, I'm certain a demon will eat me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, um, so speaking of Ice King, IK, uh, I love he had a to-do list, which was to clean out the fridge. And he had like check boxes along his sentence, like like clean out the fridge and the E in fridge had its own checkbox. And so they like, checked it off and then crossed off the whole list. That was really funny. Yeah. He also used the the phrase algebraic, which algebraic. is the first time he used a finism. Yep. He he stole it from Finn. Yeah. I hate cleaning out the fridge. It's so nasty. Because there's always <laughs> stuff in there that I'm like, I don't even know what this used to be. And like a Tupperware that's just like putrefied. I think it's its own little ecosystem by the time I throw it out. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, when I saw the little lemon sweets, if we're going to the lemon grab piece, I thought, what the actual F? I said that out loud. I was just like, what are we watching right now? Mm-hmm. This is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys didn't like about the episode? No. I didn't. Un- I, the thing I didn't like was that they didn't give us a theme and I couldn't really figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of random. But it was pretty funny, I will admit. Yeah. 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 I wish there was some conclusion to have to sit through all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Matt, where was the snail? The snail was under a chair, the ice ice cream. I said ice cream again. Ice King's kitchen uh, when he's emptying out the fridge. I want to see what's in his fridge. It looks like a lot. A lot lot of of jars. Yes, I was just going to say that. But no solid food. Looks like he's got sriracha in there. The bags of ice, it looks like. Yeah. Some straight up eggs on the floor. They're all broken. It's so gross. It's like, come on, bro. You just get this brown pile of something next to the trash can. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't even want to know what that is. It does. Yeah. yeah. What is this? And like, oh, this kitchen's nasty. Snail watch. 2022. 
I didn't want to say it. You know, I know the name of a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, out of the mouth of babes. (laughs) No full face in this episode. Should we share our favorite lines? Yeah. All right, Jax, you want to go first? Um, my favorite line was in the depressed fox episode. I don't know what his name is. Uh, the subconscious. Oh, the subconscious self says, "What a jerk." That was my favorite line. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, that was awesome. Matt. My favorite line was, almost got me in my both eyes. Also the fox. (laughs) I love the fox. I'm so glad he came back. Me too. I was so happy to see that because we really liked him when he was on there. And Jake, Jake the dad, I think. His introduction, he was trying to eat Jake's babies. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) All right, G, my dears. Um, My favorite was when, with the two lemon guys, when, um, when one of the lemons was mad because, um, the other dropped the doll on the floor and it shattered into tiny little pieces. And so he he attempted to swallow the other one mm-hmm. as he yelled, The end! My end! I love that. Good Existential job. terror. So mine was Cinnamon Bun. I can't handle the denial of the light! <laughs> so many dramatic lines in this one. So many dramatic lines. Everyone is like on 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, should we do impressions? Oh, yeah. Matt? Oh, lemon sweets! Our son! Like, that sounded more like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Than yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, my impression is the one of the lemon grabs. We hate you. I can't do it. That was great. That was so good. Good that job. better than mine. Love it. Love it. Really good. All right, G. Um... Mine is uh, the I- the Ice King um, talking to the penguins. I heard that this show is, like, really good for penguins. Oh, I love it. Good job, Gigi. All right, mine is Cinnamon Bun. You did a really good job on this wall. It's very rustic. The fox. The fox. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that poor fox. Depressed fox. Oh, so sad. All right, we got some trivia. 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 (laughs) Kick it. It's trivia time. All right, this is a Father's Day episode. Ooh, Jake Jr. has a different hairstyle on this episode. The newspaper, which is briefly shown in the end of the episode, reads, Jake Jr. is a real cool kid. Daddy's Angel, witness report by Jake the, the dad, the dog. Another title reads that authorities are still searching for the cause of a three-alarm fire in today in... Oh, nice. That's funny. There are two different nightlights in the shape of Jake that appear in this episode. One is shaped in Jake's smiling face, and the other shows him lying on his side, posing. Posing like uh, Dr. Malcolm in uh, Jurassic Park. Heck yeah, he is. Yep, we have a Funko of that. The entire episode takes place at one night time. (laughs) Ice King's DVDs seem to be from before the war, as they have human actors. Also, one supposedly shows a collection of airplanes taking off, so it is likely have been filmed a long time ago when planes were still used every day. Yeah. Cinnamon Bun may be good at unicycling, as he has some kind of unicycling trophy in his room. Hmm. And there is a small unicycle lying on the floor beside his bed. Hmm. Oh, That's cool. interesting. I would never, never, never have thought of that. Um, Cinnabon also has sports-themed furniture in his room. His lamp is the shape of a motorcycle and has a miniature football on it. 
Uh, this may mean that he likes sports a lot, or else it just means he is a has a quote typical boy bedroom and refuses to grow up. Mm. All right, so that's the trivia, and so prediction. So you had a prediction for this episode based on the name "Another Five More Short Grables," and your prediction was this time in the five short grables we feature five different colors that have special meaning for each of the characters. The host will continue to be condescending when you don't pick the right thing the first time because he's a butthead. Well, you're right in that he's a butthead. Oh, that's accurate. <laughs> All right. You two are on the grading scale. Uh, that didn't make any sense, but go for it. Creativity and accuracy. Creativity, I'm going to give a, a four out of ten. That is, like, so basic. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> I, would, I would give it a five out of ten for creativity and what was the other thing? Accuracy. How accurate was it? I don't know what that means. For accuracy, I give it a, like, 3 out of 10 because... I mean, actually, 5 out of 10 because it was kind of there, but at the same time, not. I I give it a 7.5 out of... I give it a 7.5 out of 10. How come? Because... I don't know what accuracy means. <laughs> I will huh. take it. See, there you go. No longer can you complain about my rubric. That's funny. Do you want to predict what the next one's about based on the name? Yes, I do. Candy streets. Okay. The streets of the candy kingdom are becoming increasingly rough. Finn and Jake decide to moonlight as police officers and learn that there is a group of ne'er-do-wells who are actually targeting individuals to do acts of kindness instead of violence. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. Or whenever the next episode is. <laughs> oh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Oh, it's not over yet. Oh. Wait, what? We got one, one hose down. All right. Yeah. You ready, Gigi? Yeah. Okay, go sit next to Uncle Matt so you can you use his go. mic. Oh. All right, be nice and close. There you go. Good. All right. Which Adventure Time princess are you? What do you like to eat for breakfast? Bowl of cereal, big fry up, a fancy croissant, or loads of toast? Bowl of cereal. Bowl of cereal. What kind of clothes do you wear when you're not at school? Nice dresses, crowns, you know, jeans and a t-shirt, fancy dress, whatever's clean, really. Uh, jeans and t-shirt. What's your idea of a perfect weekend? Hanging out in the park, barbecue, and watching films? Cinema and burgers, just relaxing, hang with my friends, or cheeky nandos? Just relaxing, hang out with my friends. Love it. What does the perfect milkshake taste of? Four different types of chocolate with whipped cream, milk, I'd prefer a cup of coffee, sausages, fried egg, and beans. Chocolate. Chocolate. Did we have three princess bubble I know, man. <laughs> What's your favorite type of animal? A dog? I've always wanted a chicken that stared into the distance. A tiger or a cat? A dog. A dog. Dog. What kind of films do you like to watch? Drama, science fiction, anything with explosions and fire, or cowboy films? Drama. Drama. What's your favorite subject at school? English, history, science, or cooking? English. English. I'm surprised. I thought you'd like science. What are your friends like? Very polite. A bit weird, but nice, cool. Pranksters, a lot of them. Uh, nice, but weird. I like that one. This week, I've mostly practiced my autograph, floated around, not doing much, recorded some freestyle raps, or made some toast and watched telly. Made some toast and watched <laughs> whatever you said. Television? Yeah. yeah. 
Who's your favorite Adventure Time character? Finn the, do- Finn the human, Jake the dog, Marceline Abadir, or Martin Mertens? I like Jake. 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 He is totally your person. You two are Princess Bubblegum! You have to like try not to get Princess Bubblegum in this game. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, man. We Can, did it. Do you, we, we did do it. Any last thoughts on this uh, this episode? Hey, any last thing that you want to add to this episode? This quiz is false. Okay, the quiz is false. That's cool. <laughs> Very false. Very false. Love it. Matt, any last thoughts? Uh, on the Grables? Hey, it was a pretty enjoyable Grables episode. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah, it yeah. was bad at all. It was fine. This is fun. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, we had a great time. Any last words you want to say? Dinosaurs. Watch Amphibia and the Owl House. It's better. It's way better. (laughs) Shots fired. I'm going to have some apple pie. (laughs) Rude. 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 Amity and Liz belong together and you know it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. You've made it through another episode of Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. Uh, I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Wow.